Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hello. Welcome to another edition of Insane in the Fembrane. Brain. I hope you've been enjoying the uh, Insane in the Fembrain podcast so far. We've had some incredible guests. Coming up, we've got Sophie Willen, we've got Desiree Birch, we've got some great guests coming up, so do stay tuned for those. But this week, I was joined by Lizzie Basham. Um, and Lizzie, I, I met Lizzie through Jade. Jade, is, uh, Jade and Lizzie were housemates a few years ago when we first got together. And uh, yeah, Lizzie, uh, she owns Lizzie's on the Green in Stoke Newington. It's a wonderful little calf on the Green there. You probably, people in that area probably know it. Um, Lizzie does so much for the community. It's not just a calf. It's 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 like she like she sorts out homeless people with a bit of grub and some teas, and she looks after people. She's such a she's such a caring woman. It's a it's more than a cafe. It's like a it's it's a real hub. It's a it's like a, it's. And this this conversation was recorded at the beginning of lockdown, so we were, it was still, you know, we weren't really sure what was going to be happening, and Lizzie was a bit worried, and was trying to raise some money to keep the cafe open, and you know, and, and, and so so that was sort of talked about at the beginning. Um, she's just a wonderful person and it was really nice to, to have a proper chat with her because I've like I say I know her through Jade um, I've never really sat down and had a proper in-depth conversation with her and it was an absolute dream although I will say this I, I, I it kind of went off in a direction of um, you know I, I was asking her about uh, periods and the body clock and I want you to know that I don't want people to think I'm just some ignorant twat. I mean, of course I know what periods are. I know about the body club. But I don't know what it feels to experience these things, which is why I asked those questions. So just a bit of a heads up. It does go down that road, but only because I really wanted to get get to find out what it really what what it really feels like to have to deal with that sort of thing. Um, and we really got into it. It was a really nice chat. Lizzie was great. And uh, even though I've, I've seen her since, and she was really like, oh, do people really want to hear about my periods? I'm like, no, no, it wasn't about that. It was about the fact that I, I am, I think many men as well, we don't really understand how it feels, what it, what it feels like to go through that stuff, to have that, that, that sort of kind of silent clock ticking away inside your body somewhere. And, and I know all women don't want to talk about that, but I'd never really spoken about it before. And Lizzie's a mate, so I thought she'd be the perfect person to do that with. So, here's Lizzie Basham. Hello. Hello. Hi, thank you for having me. Oh, it's my pleasure. It's so lovely to have you on. Um, the, uh, this is the thing. We, were, uh, we started this podcast because Jade and I were just sat around and we were getting, we realised that lots of women listen to the Insane in the Membrane. Mm-hmm. 
and then we were listening, we were talking about women and, and my understanding of, and Jade seems to think that I don't know enough. <laughs> I think she's right. So I couldn't possibly on, be true, across... really? <laughs> <laughs> so that, and then we were like, right, that's the, that's the thing, isn't it? Like the, the only way that men are going to find out about women and vice versa is we talk to each other. Yeah. And we find out about each other, and and from a non-judgmental position, like we're all that we, this is a, is an assumption that we should all automatically know everything about the opposite sex, and we don't. And so that's 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 where this well, comes from. I don't from. have the foggiest, so we're both doing each other a favour here. <laughs> brilliant, brilliant. <laughs> How have you been in the lockdown? Are you alright? It's been a struggle. It's been uh, two yeah. months of uh, up and downs. I know everyone's, you know. Felt the uh, Corona coaster. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, nice! I've never heard it called oh, that man, before. The Corona it's, co- Corona coaster. It's been one thing after another. I mean, I also, on top of all the stuff to do with the business and having to shut the my business. Um, you know, I live on my oh, own yeah. in Tottenham, where none of my mates live. So I felt quite isolated myself whilst self isolating. You know, it's been it's been a tough couple yeah. of months, but. Um, so oh, glad we're coming out the other side now. Yes, we're very lucky. Like we've locked in, like Jade and I and Paul Sweeney. So you know we've you've got excellent we've had each other's. <laughs> oh man, is the, oh, you don't? I didn't realise how important that was going to be. Yeah. You know, everyone everyone's fallen apart. Well, thank God <laughs> yeah. for my poor dog. I mean, that dog has been kissed towards an inch of its life. The poor thing. Honestly, <laughs> he's been. I don't know what I'd have done without him. To be honest, he's uh, he's been keeping me going. It's been good to have some kind of company at least. Oh, amazing. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm glad you got that because, yeah, I know Jade would have been distraught if she knew that you were, it didn't have anything at mm, all. I know. So well done, mate. Yeah. Well done. Are you, so you got the, when did you start the cafe? So the, the cafe started in July 2013. So fast approaching seven years now of us being open. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's incredible. Mm. I can't believe it's been that long. I was actually just um, looking through some old photos uh, having a bit of a reminisce about how far it's come along. <laughs> so weird looking at old pictures of it and thinking, oh, my God, did I think that looked OK? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, yeah, that's it. You don't realise at the time. Do you? I mean, when we look back at old photographs, I, I saw one the other day of me from 1991. Oof. And you're like, oh, come on, man, really? That's what you did with your hair? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> like, I don't want to depress like you with how young tips. I was uh, in 1991, but, you know, we won't go into that uh... one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it seems more actually. That's a great way to start. It seems more there's more of a stigma attached to women's ages than men. Like men are kind of applauded now for when they get older. Like, I saw this thing recently. Men in their fifties, it's like, oh look at that, these amazing men. And women, it's happening in places, but it doesn't seem to be the same. Like women are kind of, I don't know, not not there's not the same kind of celebration. Well, I. I actually couldn't agree more. It's definitely really difficult when you make certain life choices at certain times. I mean, I started the mm. business, well, so I was 29 when I opened the business. And, um, you know, seven years on, we're suddenly put into this, you know, this is when I should be able to start sitting up and enjoying kind of the work that I've created and not be able to be there yeah. doing the hard graft, you know, every single day. Uh, year on year, I should be beginning to be able to hand it over to another manager and start, you know, being on mm, like the yeah. back foot a little bit. But now this has happened, I'm going to have to go, you know, headfirst back into it again. And, the, yeah. you know, you'd like to think that in the last four years of your 30s, you should be, you know, 
really going for it, exploring the world, you know, really making the most of it. And uh, I feel like everything's been put on hold now. But like, yeah. that's, uh, that's not the same opportunity for a man as it is for a woman. You know, there's certain, there's certain choices that I'm going to have to make now, which is yeah, yes. scary, you know. And obviously, you know, the classic one is the biological blooming clock, which, I mean, mm. I literally royally want to stick both fingers up to. But, um, you know, there's lots of other things. I mean, fast approaching 40 and, you know, clinging on to a business of dear life doesn't actually seem that attractive, does it, as a single woman? <laughs> that's not exactly something that you, eventually when we can go dating again, that's something to bring to the table. <laughs> <laughs> but it's the fact you've got your own business. I mean, that's impressive. Yeah, that's, I have to say, I actually, I've always been self-employed. I mean, I went ever since finishing uni, um, I think I've only ever had a boss once, which was when I was waitressing. Um, I've always right. uh, been my own boss. I think that I'd find it really hard actually now to be managed by anybody. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> so uh, I'm at a little disadvantage there when I think, my goodness me, what else would I do? But I know. having this break from the cafe has made me realise how much I love it, which is great. I've really re-fallen in love with, um, I guess, my own work ethic and what I'm trying to instill in like you know the people that have come to work for me I've had you know young girls that have come to work for me from the age of 15 you know like to get men young wow. uh, but nothing like a bit of child <laughs> labor uh, <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> and, and you know and now they've gone to uni and um oh, that's the best bit for me is um yeah you know, being a good boss and people realizing that you know, if they go into the future and work somewhere that doesn't have good values and good work ethics, then they can look back and go, hang on a minute. It doesn't have to be that way. Mm. You know, it should be fun. And, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm yeah, very proud amazing. of the way we're, yeah. we're running at the moment. Um, the, the, the good bosses will stand out. Have been, having been someone that's worked for many people, I can count on one hand the bosses I've had where I've gone, oh, that was cool. They were, they were, they knew what they were doing. They were nice people. My, my boss, my first job when I left school was working for Curry's, Oof. the electrical people. Lovely. And the, and the boss, Mark, when I started, um, gave me for the first two months, he gave me his, um, what do you call it? When you, when you do well at selling and you get, oh man, my, my brain's like terrible. A star. Oh my god, my brain's gone completely bonus. blank. Not bonus. Commission. No, commission. No, there you commission. Go. Thanks. Well done, Paul. Holy <laughs> shit. Yeah, Paul's a businessman. I... <laughs> oh my word, my brain is just gone blank. So yeah. I got paid for the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> commission. He gave me his commission nice. for the first two months to set me up. And I will never forget him for that. And I didn't appreciate it at the time. Well, yeah, so, that's funny that's, you should say that. That's 30 years ago. I mean, I definitely, I've had my, I mean, I started working when I was 13. I used to, um, I mean, that was totally illegal, but, you know, no one really cared back in the 90s. And I used to, um, no. I used to go and work to at this local village pub and uh, I'd be a chambermaid, first of all. They had these huge bedrooms upstairs and I'd go up and clean all the bathrooms, dust all the furniture, change the bedding. I mean, it was hard graft. And then I'd go downstairs mm. and uh, I'd peel all the vegetables for the roast dinners and then set up the restaurant and then I'd help the service. And that was a hard job for a 13-year-old. And then by the age yeah, of 15, yeah. I was the, the dessert chef um, for this very busy country pub uh, at the weekends. And, you know, but it just meant that by the age I was 18, I was managing um, a small patisserie in Winchester. And she was Moira, who was the manager of that 
patisserie was my inspiration. She must have been my age when she opened that. And um, she was a fantastic boss. She didn't patronise me in any way, shape or form. She just saw that I was keen to learn and gave me every opportunity to do it and let me be independent within the business. And I think that's like, was an absolute godsend. I loved it. I loved it. I loved getting up at six in the morning, getting to work at seven, saying hello to the shop. Oh, it's very important that you say hello and good good morning and good night to the cafe. You've got to show it the love (laughs) and uh, make myself a little cup of tea and uh, start baking the croissants. I loved it. Um, You know, I mean, there are also some other perks being left on your own. I think when I left that job, her profit in Grand Marnier truffles went up by about 85%. Because I, I was just... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just, I'll just have one. I'll just, yeah, have, I'll one. just have one. One for you, one for me. Just, yeah. <laughs> one, one for the oh, shop, whoops, one for me. That fell on the floor, kind of, into my mouth. <laughs> so it was, it was lucky. It was lucky that... Well, not lucky. You, yeah, you, that you were introduced at a very young age to somebody that was, you know paving walking their own path yeah. if you like even in the in the kitchen jobs i had when i was 15 um the head chef claire she was uh, a huge inspiration she was like the first woman that i kind of looked up to i just loved the way that she we'd go right so what's on the dessert menu this weekend and she'd just be like mm, let's make creme brulee and she'd just make it no recipe needed she'd just right. go for it and i used to look at her just with these starry eyes going wow you're incredible and i'm sure in you know that's made a massive kind of in my subconscious like that kind of um she was just so empowered in her space the kitchen was hers and and she never once you know i might have been just pot washing but she always made sure I got an opportunity to come and see what she was doing. And uh, I loved it. Yeah. Really good experience. So I just try and offer that to anyone that comes to work for me. I always say, you get back what you put in. And I, I think a level of perspective is quite good. At the end of the day, it's cake and coffee. It's not, um, you know, we're not dealing with um, humanitarian crises and one thing and another. No. Um, but it's still, yeah, it's still, it's still important. Yeah. It's still... And that, do you find, I don't know, it seems to be, and this is just my experience, with men, it's more, it seems to be like they, they you know, they get in, they want to get into a position of, not power, but you know what I mean? They want to be top of the tree, they want to be in charge, and it's more of a dick-waving contest rather than they want to do a good job. Whereas with, with women, it seems to be, they want to do it, they want to, they want, they want to do a good job, and it's not so much, it's not about ego so much. I- do you know what? I think that it's, um, I've definitely had experiences of the odd, you know, the odd kind of, as you say, dick waving and one thing and another. And it's worse with the customers, to be honest, is the man's explaining of, oh, why don't you do this? You know, everyone's got a suggestion of how to make my business better um, without oh, ever yeah. having worked in hospitality at all. I think it's quite interesting when people think they know, you know, what it's like to work behind a counter when I think, I think it should be, you know, a national service is doing at least a year in hospitality for everyone across the board. <laughs> I think that would make people a lot more polite and yes. uh, maybe not quite so, um, uh, what's the the word that me and Jade actually always like saying about, um, entitled, you know? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Entitled. But, um, yeah. My, the first male employee, I, I remember I was actually, you know, you have to make your, we all have a duty to make our staff diverse. You know, I don't, 
I'd happen to have quite a lot of women work for me, but I've always had men work for me. And I was, mm. I remember being very nervous of the first man that I employed and my very first shift with him. And, um, I don't know why I was so worked up, but I think it was just my, I, you know, I've, I've had some gnarly experiences in relationships and things in the past. And I think I, I knew that I could not carry that into the workplace. It had to be separated. Mm. But if I was honest, I was a bit nervous and, and a bit scared. And um, right. I, I just thought, how am I going to get through this? And I thought to myself, well, you just got to try and make an effort to get on the same level as him and be his mate as well as his boss for him to realize mm. that you're not trying to be uptight or anything. And, uh, you know, we started the shift and I was a bit shaky. And then I just remember a bus going around the corner and toots in its horn and went, Puff! and I went, oh, pardon me. And he just burst into <laughs> laughter. And I was like, great, that's it. We're, we're fine. We're through all the crap. We can just crack on now. And that was, that must have been about five, six years ago. And he's still mates with me now. And, um, you know, I've just been to New Zealand and uh, we met up yeah. and we're still really good pals. And, uh, you know, I, I've got, I think working with men has helped my relationship with men. I, I think that they've, I've been very lucky that I've, um, I've had men work for me who have always respected me. And mm. um, I think they know that if they well, did start to get their dicks out, I'd quickly tell them to put them away. <laughs> 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 yeah, especially I've been to your cafe it's tiny there's not enough room to swing there's in there's literally no room at all thank you very much you know my, my boobs are getting bigger by the day so there's only enough room for them thank you very much <laughs> <laughs> so you're well that's it isn't it your so your earlier your earlier experiences with men were negative mm. and then that sort of tainted your view on all men um, just, well, I think that that's that's what's so tough, isn't it? I think, I mean, I'm I've gotten a lot older now. I mean, I'm a long time has passed since anything you know dramatic has happened mm. with men. That is, but you know, it takes time to heal. And I wish that it had been. Uh, obviously, I wish it hadn't happened, but it also means that mm. I think the relationships that I I make with men now are made from much stronger. Um, uh, roots really because I do hold back a little bit now and wait until yeah. some level of trust can be built and I think before <clears throat> I mean you know me Rich Jade knows this I go in you know I wear my heart on my sleeve yep. and I go you into do. most things at 190 miles an hour but every ever so <laughs> slightly with men I'm just I just hold back a little bit just to wait and see how the ground is yeah uh lies and um you know, I think that I've just been incredibly blessed, to be honest, in the workplace that all the men that I've employed have been supporters. Um, I, I actually do wonder if I did have someone come in that was determined to kind of overrule in some way how I would react to that, whether I'd I'd kind of shoot off and be angry or how I would manage that. I think that that would be um, I hope it never happens, but um, it I don't want to be one of these yeah. women that become incredibly um, defensive. And I think that's part of the problem, too, that that's not fair on men either, that it shouldn't mm. women shouldn't tarnish all men with the same brush. I think that's deeply unfair. Um, but yeah. I can't help but be a little bit reserved in some scenarios. That's uh, Well, yeah, of course. And that, like you say, your experiences have, uh, have, have, have shaped your, your view and your feelings towards mm. men. Uh, but you're right about that. 
um, you know, that uh, like all men, it's that thing, all men, all men. And you're like, well, you know, there's not, we're not. I, I mean, I say this, you know, all men are, all men are basically beasts. <laughs> and uh, and, that, and myself included, I include myself in this. Um, and this is just my opinion. I'm, I might be wrong, might be horrifically wrong. Um, it, you know, men just, we, we get these thoughts when we, when we first meet meet people you know with you know can we eat it can we can we have sex with it <laughs> and and these are all very basic subconscious tiny thoughts that we have and they hit you in a millisecond and then because we're a bit more you know we're 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 not animals we 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 work out we go no 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 that's not how we do this this is a nice person this is what this is how we talk to this person this is how we we act in their company and that and this all goes on on like milliseconds yeah. these, these these this thought process and I think, yeah, that. So yes, on a on a level, men are we are all the same. There's a potential for us to be wonderful human beings or absolute animals. Yeah. And, and well, I think yeah, I, d- I definitely uh, yeah. think that um, you know, I mean, everyone has that potential. I think that for women, mm. I know for me, I'm if that's what's going on in your subconscious, I wonder in mine if my first thing is me assessing are you going to hurt me well you know yeah. you know it's like are you safe what you know and isn't that awful I don't want to feel like that I don't want to think like that no um I'm very much you know everybody's equal and I I hate that that um I think there's times in my life that I've been like that but I certainly wouldn't say that that is in every scenario I think that unfortunately what happens to us shapes us and um I definitely wouldn't want to um, as I say, you know, the same brush, all men, all men, bloody men, all yeah, that, yeah, you know, yeah. I, I, as, <laughs> much, as much as I, I hold my hands up and say I'm guilty to saying that, um, you know, that's definitely not the way I want to ever be um, associated no. with. Uh, I don't think it's helpful for anything. It's certainly not helpful for the the female cause, you know, you know, that all women and man haters, that's not going to help anything, is it? Mm. I think, like you say, the best thing is talking to each other and uh, getting a better understanding because that's that's when you realise that all of this stereotypes is a load of bollocks. It's just about being a good person. It's down to you to, you know, reap what you sow, really. That's right. Yeah, absolutely. Especially now where we are, we are working out where we where our roles are now because it used to be you know the man would go out to to work and the woman would be at home with the kids and you know taking care of the house and now those roles have changed and now we're trying to work out where we sit and where and we're we're trying to um get rid of all the shit that's been pumped into us over the years i say this a lot you know I, i you know i'm 48 i've had a lot of shit pumped into me like this is how society is this is what this is what your role is and this is what the role of the woman is mm. and now it's all changing now i'm having to figure out actually no that's wrong oh yeah that okay you know do you know what i mean we're trying to work it out and it's not a question of whether it's right or it's wrong i think it's just about mm. realizing that everyone has a choice and yes. um you know there's I mean, love to not work anymore and stay at home and make the house nice and bake all day and have an allotment and garden and someone else go to work and pay for me to do that. I've worked my ass off since I was 13. I'd like a break. Thank you very much. You know, it's like, and that's fine. Um, I certainly don't think that that's me, that it shouldn't be like that. You know, I think it's down to the choice. And, you know, if, yeah. if, um, if anybody said to me, well, you're the woman, so I assume you're going to stay at home. I tell them where to go. I'd be like, absolutely not. Um, I think it's 
as long as everybody just respects each other's choices um, and mm. each choice is, um, uh, you know, made available, because that's that's the real problem. It's when things like paternity leave aren't, aren't made at equal measure to maternity leave and that kind of stuff that mm. for women that do want to go back to work, um, you know, they, they don't have the same rights in some respects. And and also the judgment, you know, I just wish everybody would get on board with get on board with it basically but um yeah yeah you know it's um like you say this has gone on for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years you know since time began uh you know the the baby looks like the dad so when they're first born so the dad recognizes it as its own and doesn't leave i mean that's yes. <laughs> that, isn't that crazy that's that's yeah, yeah that's yeah. a real thing and um but you know we're we know more than that because we're educated so, you know, don't be ignorant, yeah. have a choice and let everybody else live their lives. For God's sake, yeah. let me live. I know, I know. Yeah, yeah, that's it, is it? It's this people, people pile on other people going, no, it's wrong. Society should be this way. And everyone, you know, men should be quiet now and know your place. And, blah, blah. and it's like that doesn't help anybody because there are some men that like that, you know, they're not, they're not, they don't, it's not control. It's like, they want to be the breadwinner. They want to be, they, they want to look after their family. You know, they want to look after their partner and, you know, and, and then, and again, she might want to be at home doing like you've just said, you know, looking after the house and some people want that. And it's like, fine, I, let them have I think, that. You know? I think the only problem is, is that we are, you know, we live, we are living in the patriarchy and that's the main problem, isn't it? Until that, that level is, um, you know, slightly equalised. That's why any of these decisions are always going to feel uncomfortable. And, um, you know, I mean, Christ, I was just watching Donald Trump earlier um, being interviewed by his his own in-house correspondents and the way he was speaking over the women that work for him to, for the better, to you know, their in-house correspondence. And the way he was treating them was just so disgusting um, yeah. And I thought to myself, my God, that you're this man is, you know, in the top power looking over these women like they are dirt. And that's the message he's giving mm. out. And that's coming from number one. Yeah. I mean, we all know this, don't we? That's not nothing new. <laughs> <laughs> but you think that's what it is that the, we're we're basing uh, like we talk about the patriarchy a lot, but we're basing that on like the top one percent of men that are in power we're going do you know what i mean they're, they're, it's like right that that's what all men are like you know and when like you like we said earlier a lot of men aren't like that you know we well of course and i think you know as we i think it's also really there's some really horrible statistics out there and if you're going to go by the statistics i think it's something like you know men are miserable and 45 percent of male deaths are through suicide that's terrible mm. but then also the yeah. biggest killer of women in the world is men so you think to yourself, yeah. right, are men miserable and that's why they become maybe dangerous and aggressive? Or, um, what you know, what is going on? These, it doesn't mean, oh, 45% of men are depressed, therefore, you know, we, we need to focus all our attention on that. We should be drawing attention to the fact that women aren't safe in the world because of men. So what is what is happening here? There's, it's, a, yeah. it's a huge picture. Yeah. certainly nothing I can cope with. I, I run a shack in a park. <laughs> <laughs> you know these are exactly. We're just trying to get yeah, by. I'm just trying to get by these are definitely not issues that I can cope with I mean I I've um I'm just aware that they're going on and um yeah. you know I think uh you know I I have the odd conversation with some customers that come up and 
you know, I, and I often think, my God, if I was a man owning this business, there's no way that you'd speak to me like that. Um, no. And I get that a lot. And um, I have to stand my ground. And that can get quite exhausting. Uh, it's quite often that people will see a smiley face on me and then I'll turn around and I'll be like, wash up, wash up, wash up, wash up. And <laughs> thank God for my three years of drama school training. I mean, geez, I, I, my staff laugh at me so much because I'm always, you know, smiling one minute and turn around and like, you know, the most blue words will come out of my mouth about people because, <laughs> you know, they, but maybe that's my a problem though, that I'm not fronting it. And I can't, I find confrontation possibly the most terrifying thing in the world. I'm no good at it. If anyone, if, no. if anyone even says to me, if they question, oh, have I upset you by blah, 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 blah. I don't ever go, yes, yes, you have. I found it disrespectful. <laughs> I go, no, no, not at all. No, you know, I'll probably end up going, no, it was my fault. It was my fault. You know, when really I should just oh, yeah, own, yeah, yeah. if someone's willing to apologize, I should own it and go, Actually, yeah, it did hurt my feelings. I'd rather like you didn't patronise me or, you know, mansplain that or whatever, mm. you know, but I'm my own worst enemy when it comes to that kind of thing. Well, I'm the same. I've done that over the years. I've gone quiet and then <clears throat> I've not dealt with the person that has done whatever they've done to me. I've gone and taken it out on somebody else. Mm. You know, I've I've gone home and then been moody and shit to someone else. And rather than saying to that person, uh, I don't appreciate that, to be honest. But now I'm older, I'm able to go, uh, can you not speak to me like that, please? Yeah. And it's a, and, it, and doing it that way, rather than going, do you want to take this outside, you fucking... <laughs> I, there was, so there was, never, there was never this middle ground. It was either I go quiet yeah. and not say anything, or I'd rear up and go, right, let's fucking have it. And that doesn't... Neither of those scenarios well, work. And they're not healthy, are they? I yeah. mean, that's, you no, know, that's what no. happens when, um, you know, that's what leads to people being miserable, is like squashing mm. all their feelings down. I mean, I'm... A, avid fan of therapy like absolutely i don't know what the hell oh, i've you know done without it the last seven years um if you think about how many people um you know talk at me and to me um every day and how many things i take on i'm a sensitive person i i tend to feel everything and i like to i fully empathize as much as i can always and it doesn't do me a huge amount of good um and um, you have to talk about things to be able to to get better. I mean, yeah. Both, I mean, you're either getting aggressive to someone else, or you're being aggressive to yourself by not actually vocalizing stuff. You know, I tend to take on too mm. much, and then I break, and that's that's yeah. a problem. I need to learn how to stop stop taking on too much before they spiral out of control. Really, that's something that I'm still learning the, the, to do now. Yes. I found that the the power of no, I'm not even no. Just going if someone says, "Can you do this?" I go, I, yeah, but I can't right now because I've got this and this. But once I've done this and this, I can, I can, I could be, I'll be able to do that. But if you just give me a minute, I can. I find that has helped me rather than because I used to be the same. I'd say yes to everything, and I'd let so many people down that. Oh, I, you know, they, my mate, my, yeah, my mate pointed out. I mean, he goes, "Stop saying yes to everything, mm. and then we won't all think you're a twat when you can't do yeah. it." Just say, you know, the honesty, I think, is is the is honestly the best policy yeah. with this sort of yeah, thing. Yeah, I agree. And I think I, had, um, know, I yeah. think the um, the thing is, when I can't do something, though, I feel like I need to justify it. Like, 
like I have to send people photos and stuff to like prove that I'm not lying, <laughs> you know. And I, even when I'm late for yeah. work, it's my business. I'm the boss. But if I'm late for work, yeah. I feel like I need to send photos of the traffic and stuff so people don't think that I've overslept. <laughs> it's ridiculous. So I've done, I've done that. It, yeah, it's, it's <laughs> so mad. And um, you know, even while um, lockdown's been on. Um, I was getting really down, um, you know, I was really on my own and I found it really hard to, I didn't even want to speak to people on Zoom or on the phone. Mm. It became really insular. Yeah. It was very strange. And I naturally turned into taking on loads. I've worked, uh, I'm a vice chair of a local charity, got heavily involved with that. And it's been amazing. We've done so much stuff, um, helped hundreds and hundreds of people. But I'd suddenly realised that, I actually hadn't had a day, like I haven't had a day off for about six weeks. And, um, yeah, right. Oh, yeah, wow. and I actually had to put my foot down yesterday and say, I, I'm sorry, I can't do this anymore. And it was so hard. I cried in a Zoom meeting <laughs> because, oh, and I, you know, with the other execs of the charity. And I just thought to myself, hang on a minute, this isn't okay. <laughs> First of no, all, no. you know, why on earth have you taken on so much that you're now crying? Um, you know, but I, I already feel so much better today because I can do things back in my time again. And um, this yes. is the only time in our lives where things will slow down because as soon as everything does get back up and running, can you imagine another time when anything is going to slow down? We're all going to be needing to work at 190 miles an hour once um Oh, once God, I know, yeah. So I need to try and make the most be, of it. Yeah. And then you've got, like you said earlier, about your your biological clock. Ugh. God. And this is something that men don't, we don't really, we don't have to worry about that. Whereas women, I think because human beings, our point on this earth is to procreate, isn't it? And so, and because the woman has to deal with the majority of the, well, all of the work, you know, the man does his bit and then he buggers off. But I, it's that, it's understanding that because men don't really understand it, I don't think. Well, no, they don't. They have that, a responsibility. Yeah. I think that, I mean, first of all, you know, I mean, I, I do hate that that thing that, oh, you know, we've only got one point to put here to procreate because it makes anybody who does, has the choice of not wanting children sound like they failed their point on being on the planet. So I don't... Mm, but that's what, no, that's, yeah, but what I meant was that's fund, fundamentally, that's part, part of what we're here, but that's not, you don't have to adhere no, to that. No, absolutely not. Yeah, and yeah. like, I, you know, I... <sighs> Men do have the privilege of time. Women don't have the privilege of time. And mm, that's what, yeah. that's tricky. Um and it's uh, a huge amount of pressure. And also, you know, if you date somebody now, um, they're fully aware of your age. And they're, and they're before they've even met you and asked, gotten to know you to know what your choices are and, like, what you'd actually mm. quite like, whether you would like children or not have children. They've probably made a choice that, oh, God, you know, can't go out with her because they're going to start thinking kids in the next year or whatever. That's a huge amount of pressure yeah. for both of you. And also it's the men that are messing a lot of my girlfriends. They, um, I mean, I haven't been dating for a couple of years now. I've stayed away from it for quite a while. And the women that I know that are, they're having huge amounts of trouble with men that are properly messing them around. Um, and these are women that do want kids and do want to get into right. relationships. And um, I do sometimes think that men have a responsibility to be sensitive and aware to women that are in their late 30s. That it's yeah. fine for them to want to have kids. That's absolutely no problem. Just don't dick them about and waste their time. 
you know, because it yeah. is precious. And, you know, I mean, obviously, you, know, you can have kids well into your 40s now, but it does it certainly isn't easier. And also the fact the financial problem of it all. I've, I know some of my girlfriends who are considering freezing eggs and that kind of stuff. I mean, that costs right. thousands of pounds. Yeah, 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 thousands. yeah. Thousands. Yeah. And it, it's that, like we talk about the, so even if you make, you know, you just, I don't want kids. I don't, it's not what I want to do with my life because it does become your life, doesn't it? Mm. Once you have a, once you have a kid, that's it. It's your, your, your life becomes that child. And some people don't want to do that. Not for selfish reasons. They're just like, no, I don't want to do that. But you've still got that feeling of time running out. Yeah even if you make that decision, and that must be really difficult to deal with. It is when you're also, I mean, I I have no idea whether I'd like children or not. I definitely don't want to have children on my own. I'd only ever want to mm. have kids from love, I think, if I really love someone and I felt, oh, do you know what, this is right for us. Um, I think I'd much rather adopt um, because I just love little people. I think they're hilarious. Mm, and I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but also, you know, a lot of my friends never wanted children, but they want a family. <laughs> and that made yes. me laugh. They're like, I've got to go through the hell so I can enjoy having a family later, yeah. um, which I think is quite an interesting um, point of view because the thought of, I, don't, I just really don't know where I stand. I, I change my opinion on it every single day. Mm. Um, I just hope that when I do finally come to a decision, um, I'm able to have it. I certainly don't want to be an old lady and regret anything. That would be awful. No. Plus, I've got so many amazing stories to tell my grandchildren. <laughs> like, <laughs> so much yeah. stuff has happened. I, you know, I, it's like they've got. To, I've got to tell them to someone, unless I can borrow <laughs> someone else's. <laughs> You'd be like, be like, be that special auntie. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Story yeah, time yeah. with Lizzie. Come over, <laughs> Granny Lizzie. <laughs> but what does that? What does it feel like? I know this is a very basic question, but what does it feel like to? F- have that feeling of time running out like do you know what i mean is it yeah because i don't understand inducing isn't it i mean Mm. christ you know it's um everything's anxiety inducing i mean you know every day you find another wrinkle or a gray hair you think god if i did Mm. meet somebody you know tomorrow they're never going to see me at my best but then you think no this is a new best (laughs) yeah you know it's, it's, it's just different i'm certainly a lot god i think i'm a lot happier a lot more fun and you know, I, I'd definitely be a lot more joyful to be around in a relationship now than I would have been, you know, 12 years ago. So, mm. um, you know, there's you, you're going to get a better a better side of me and a better version of me. Um, I think that um, it comes in waves, you know, at, like the Corona Coaster, you know, it's the oh, yeah. <laughs> um, it's the you know, it's the biological clock coaster. I just some days I really don't even think about it. I've got no. I'm busy, you know, and uh, but I don't the I don't want to ignore it either and wake no. up one day and suddenly be, oh my god, why didn't mm. I get on this and spend a bit more time thinking about it? Why was I just thinking about the business and um, yeah. making money and you know other other things that should be a priority? You know, um, yeah. It's it's a tough one, Rich. I really don't know what the answer is to that. No. I think that some days I don't even consider it, and other days no. it I question my own. Do you know what? I think sometimes when I'm, I do feel the anxiety of it. It pushes me into a corner of me going, "Well, I don't want it. I don't want mm. kids," and that's not cool either because that's not a genuine feeling. That that's that's coming from a pressured, yeah. Uh, you know, that's a pressured response. Yes. Um, 
you know, it's it, yeah. it's tough. And I, yeah, it's that it's that it's that you know because we read things and we you know we're looking and and you 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 see um, bits in articles in magazines and talking about the biological clock and ticking away and and you they they make you think sometimes that your that women are constantly thinking oh shit oh shit oh shit and that like you've just said that's not really the case no it's not you know no it's not because there's i mean there's just so much i want to do in my life and if children come into it that's going to change all those plans and make and create mm. different plans so you know the vision that i've got will be different um yeah. it doesn't mean that the vision i have now is lacking because it's not the vision i have no. now means i'm going to be having living the life, life of bloody Riley, you know, <laughs> this, I, you know, I can't wait to get on a, well, I know I shouldn't say this because of the carbon footprint, but if I ain't having kids, I'm getting on a plane. Yeah, bloody right, mate. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, there's so much to do. And, you know, the the future doesn't look bleak without children, for Christ's sake. No. But because the whole thing will change um, if I do. So, uh, you know, I think, um, you know, I mean, I need to just focus on, getting someone to try and have a second date with me first. <laughs> <laughs> oh, mate. Oh. <laughs> well, mate, you never know. They might listen to this and go, you'll, you'll be inundated. Oh, God, I think they're going to think, who's that crackpot? But, no. you know, I mean, the fact that now we're, we're down to Zoom dating, I mean, geez, Louise. <laughs> Can you imagine just everybody putting in the background of their picture all, like, their coolest records and, like... <laughs> of course they will, of course they will. It, it, because you have to physically put in, like, because when we meet that fir- that person for the first time, we are trying to portray the best versions of ourselves, mm. aren't we? You know, the, the we don't we don't yeah. It's not it's later on when you they see you walking around in your egg stained pajamas. Oh God, which I mean, which is let's be honest, every day at the moment. But like the, the like, dating yeah. scene, yeah, the dating scene is so bleak right now. I mean, it's so dismissive. Um, I just don't want to be a part of it at the moment. I'm no. so into if I fancy someone in real life, I, I have no problem going up to them and saying hello. I think that especially things, I think now that we've all been in isolation, I do wonder how much it will change um, because people are going to be so desperate to talk to each other when we can finally <laughs> actually approach each other. It's just going to be like a mass orgy in the streets. It's going to be ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I can't um, wait. I can't wait to touch people. Oh, my God. You know, I was at the charity the other day. We've opened up a food hub and uh, I accidentally shook someone's hand and we were both wearing gloves. But yeah. we, I just introduced <laughs> myself and did it and we both went... <gasps> <laughs> and looked at each other for, and, and then I was just like, oh my God. And I realised it was the first time I'd touched someone in nearly two months. It was mad. Jesus. But uh, yeah, it literally made yeah. my heart race. I was like, wow, God, jeez, <laughs> things are going to get fun. <laughs> I can't wait. I can't wait. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. 
They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. We're looking for a sponsor to help get this brilliant conversation to an even bigger audience. Sponsoring the show as well as a promotional trailer means that your message and our message will be inserted into some of Acast's biggest podcast titles. Get on board and partner with Insane in the Fembrain. Go to pauldaniels.tv for more information. We're going back to what we were talking about with the the body clock and things like that. And you're, you know, you're... Excuse, please uh, forgive me if all this sounds a bit basic, but like I said at the beginning, it's we're starting from the beginning. Like we're, we're I'm, I'm going to talk to women and I'm going to find out what it's like to be a woman, and it, and I'm basing, I'm basing it, all my questions are from what I, how I, what I've been told as I've grown up and found out. So I might be right, I might be wrong. I'm a bit all over the place with it. But you're like we're talking about the body clock. And then your body's always preparing to have a baby and then it doesn't have one and then it, you have your period and then you start again. And that is something that men don't really understand. We just know that women get a bit annoyed every couple of weeks. <laughs> you know, and I know that sounds cliche and I'm, I'm dealing with, st- I'm talking about stereotypes. <laughs> you're fucking shit. But now I'm asking. I'm uh, Yeah, well, I'm just saying. Uh, this, is what the, this is the point of this podcast. That's why I'm asking these questions. That's what I'm trying to show that I do understand, but I don't understand. I mean, you're never, sense. you're never going to understand. Let's be real. Like it's, it's. You can try, which is great, and I admire you highly. But until <laughs> you're dealing with that every single month, and you have a cycle yeah. where you genuinely, in your whole cycle, I mean, it depends from women to women, but for mine, for example, there's actually seven days in a whole month where I feel okay. Yeah. Oh, really? So it's uh, it's that constant that it's 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 constant. It's a constant thing. Like I started. If you start tracking it, that's when mm. I, and I recommend all women do this. There's loads of apps you can get on your phone, even just like the health app on an iPhone. Yeah. You can track it, and um, it really helps with your mental health. Actually, if you think if you think why am I why am I pissed off today? Why am I mm. sad today? Why did that thing really? you know, really niggle at me today. And then you, if you just happen to look, you think, oh, right. Uh, and it suddenly yeah. is a reason for you to maybe not be so hard on yourself. <laughs> yeah. um, and I, I hate that, like, I love, well, I've, I've, I've got some girlfriends that we talk about it a lot um, because it, it's, I, I feel like as I get older now, I'm far more comfortable speaking about it. I think that mm. as you're, when you're young, young woman you're it's all about you know being attractive and in your 20s you know you're just all about you know well I know when I was in my 20s I was just for you know living foot loose and fancy free and you know I yeah. I didn't want to talk about periods for god's sake especially with guys <laughs> but you know now I couldn't give a I couldn't give a shit at talking about it it happens no. I have to say when I've been in relationships with men though it's never been um um 
it's just never really been discussed to be honest which definitely looking back is pretty shit um because it's it's a massive part of mm. being who I am and who every woman is I guess but yeah. it's not like I sit there every month though and think to myself oh, it's my period time everyone <laughs> you know I mean I've been dealing with this since I was 13 yeah. okay it's like it's a long time to get used to something yeah. Um, well, we don't and... really get, we don't get told about it. Well, we, we never used to. It was never explained. It was told to us. We knew well, it happened. It's dirty. But, you know, it's, yeah. it's, 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 you know, it's gross. It's like all this stuff. But it's, I mean, it's not though. That's the thing. I think when you're no. dealing with it yourself, it's just really not gross. You know, it's like, you know, everyone looks at shit and thinks it's gross. Well, it's been inside your body. Do you know what I mean? It can't <laughs> be that disgusting. Yeah. And it's that, but it's, I think men, in order to, you know, when we're in a relationship, to, men need to understand that it isn't a bad thing. And we need to know, so we, so we know what to do when, you know, when you're, when it starts and, you know, because all we get told is, well, keep out of the way. She's got her period, you know, that. Well, that, that doesn't help, shit, does it? These no, exactly. stupid, stupid yeah. comments that, yeah. I mean, women have, I don't think, I don't know if that's ever going to, um, sorry, my dog's dreaming in the background. He's having a nightmare and he just started screaming. Oh, no. Um, I, uh, I just don't know if that's ever going to stop, to be honest. I certainly hope that uh, young men, if they hear their friends say stuff like that, call them out on it and just say, you know, you, you're literally talking shit. Mm. Um you know, women women deserve a bit more credit for that. I think that, oh, it's a tough one. I just, I don't know. I, I think that men getting frustrated with women when they're in a bad mood doesn't help. And men only ever saying that women are in a bad mood because of their period doesn't help either. I can just be in a bad mood because you've royally fucked me off. <laughs> That's what Jay just said. Yeah. yeah. So it's not always because I've got my period for fuck's sake. Sometimes you have your period and you don't even think about it. Sometimes you might have a really good month where you don't, you, it literally comes and goes and you didn't even have a, have a moment about it. Mm. You know, it, you, your, your eggs come from each over, alternate ovaries every month. And a lot of women, uh, especially right. as you get older, find that one particular ovary, you get a worse period. And it's, uh. um, and so I tend to alternate in months which one is worse. And some months you can actually feel the egg pop out of your ovary. I know that sounds disgusting, but you can feel when you're ovulating. Uh, right, yeah, yeah, and yeah. And that's, that's only happened to me as I've gotten older. Like, since I was about 33, that started happening. Mm. And um, But, like, the symptoms of it are getting worse as I get older. So yeah, um, yeah, yeah. that's all fun, isn't it? That's, that's fun <laughs> while we've got all that pressure to suddenly procreate. Oh, and don't worry, we've then got menopause to cope with. So let's oh, see yeah. what men say about that. Yeah. <laughs> I know. It's I know. a lot. It's a lot. But I yeah. don't blame men because they don't know. I mean, there's a fear no. of the unknown, isn't it? I don't blame men for not understanding. I blame yeah. men for not for not being interested, you know. And I blame mm. men for the fact that talking about it now with you feels like, oh, God, do people really want to hear about my periods? <laughs> <You know? laughs> Probably not. But at the same time, if I don't say it or no one else says it, then when are we going to talk about it? So, yeah, you know, exactly, yeah. good for you for at least bringing it up. I think it's important. It's just that under it's trying to get find a place where we can understand and be be more helpful. Because, you know, you know, I know I, I know with Jade, it's that, you know, like she'll get like the, the fifth one, 
is the one, it's the big one. Whereas there's a few, you know, like, like you say, they're different every time, but there's always one that's that's monumentally epic and yeah. and we and we fall out and it's and she's like, fuck off, stay here, I love you, fuck off. You know, it's your, <laughs> you, she doesn't know what she wants me to do. I don't know what to do. And then I'm I'm reacting badly because I, I feel bad. And then I feel like she's having to go at me for no reason. And it's so what I'm trying to do is find that, trying to find an understanding with it all. I mean, we don't have answers. We're not, we don't know, but because mm. it varies with each, with everybody. But it's, I mean, uh, it's easier, yeah. you know, when they come some months where you're, they're literally debilitating, for example, and say you're in so much pain, you, you, you literally are puking. And, mm. you know, I, I've been sick, you know, you have, you have to be in bed all day. Yeah. You know, that's easier to deal with, isn't it? That means you can care. You can, you can fill the hot water bottle up. You can bring a yes. nice cup of tea and some paracetamol. And, you know, that's, that's so much easier to comfort someone who's, obviously in pain than someone who's obviously angry and for what you think is no reason it's a lot harder to treat um you know i think that um you being aware of jade cycle for example would help that so even if she can't find the words like because maybe she's unaware of what's happening at least for you you've tuned yourself into it as well so at least you can have the moment you know you might be able to just go oh catch yourself and go <laughs> i know why this is happening yeah and, and you know and but you know do you know jade cycle well i did when we first see, started seeing each other i knew it was round about the 20th of the month when shit was going to start getting a bit fraught and so i was i was very much aware but then you know nature being what it is that the, it shifts and it moves and it does, so yeah. yes at the moment why don't you why don't you on your phone uh, track her cycle like women do. Oh yeah, it's a good idea. Because oh, yeah. um, you know it's twenty eight days for most some women, but it changes all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So why don't you track it too, and then uh, you know it's on yeah. your phone, and, and then you've got so an ongoing good. conversation about it. Yeah, we were just talking, Jade, about periods and how you can have a tracker on your phone. I've got uh, one. Maybe I should have one on my phone. You can have it. There you are. We were saying a nice thing, Jade. Have you got your period? You've been very annoyed. No. <laughs> Rich, you're not edit, to edit, say edit. you're not to say you're not to say that questioning. It, you should yeah. just ask the question. Do you have your period? Do you not go? Have you got your period? Come on now, Rich. <laughs> I was joking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Just want to interject here, guys. I've been tracking Louises for um, yeah, last couple of years. After you, yeah. yeah, it's a repeating diary thing, but I didn't realise you could do it with the uh, with the health app. I thought yeah, it was just do it on the health app. It's super easy. Yeah, because I have to move it every 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 month. It's just like a, a, a bit out, and uh, it does help me realise that she's not being a complete unreasonable psychopath. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's that's good to know that you that you haven't you're not with someone who is that. <laughs> <laughs> there <you> go. <laughs> um, but also, what it also does is it tells you when you're. Um, when you're fertile, which is always good for you because you know that coming up to that, that's when you want to get in the bone zone. So, you know, you can <laughs> take full advantage of that and get your freak on. Oh, Fantastic. there you go. <laughs> amazing, amazing. <laughs> I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that. In, yeah, after do we do, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a brilliant idea and I don't know why men don't do that. Well, or anyone, anyone in a It's just you, Rich, I think. It's just yeah. me. So this, this, so Paul, this podcast... Paul got the memo. <laughs> so this podcast is pointless. It's just everyone already knows. <laughs> well, this is what it's here for, isn't it? It's to, it's to educate you. 
Education. Just me. It's just me. Everyone's going <laughs> to listen to this going, who's this no. end? We already know this. <laughs> <laughs> Been doing that for years. <laughs> <laughs> it's called survival, Richie. It's called survival. <laughs> I'm going to do that. That's a great idea. And that and men should do that. And if they listen to this and they are doing that, then well done you, you cocky yeah, twat. Yeah, pat on the back. Yeah, Pops well team. done. <laughs> uh, well, you think about, you know, look at pregnancy. For uh, All the men that I know now who um, whose partners are uh, going through pregnancy, you know, they've, I think there's a lot more, I mean, it's fantastic. A lot of them have stopped drinking throughout the whole nine months to like, you know, in solidarity with their partners. You know, mm. they've gone to every single meeting, doctor's appointment and gotten so fully involved and educated in what's happening with the with the child. So, yes. you know, the period is about women's health. I mean, I care about man's, men's health. So, you know, it's and and all things to do with the female reproductive system are just there's just not enough funding when it comes to um, any form of research. You know, endometriosis is a huge problem that, um, you know, my, mm, my friend yeah. is constantly lobbying at the government that there should be more funding and more um, availability for women to have uh, sick leave for fertility issues and for uh, especially with endometriosis because it's so painful um, right, okay. and, and that isn't available and I think that um, you know I just think that as if men are getting involved with pregnancy they should be involved with what will lead to that pregnancy too you mm. know in terms of like all you know all reproductive health is important just as much for men and women it need you know Men need oh, to definitely. be checking their balls. Women need to be, you know, going for their smear tests and checking their cervical uh, health. And, you know, it, it works both ways. Like, let's just get, yes. like you say, Rich, at the very beginning, let's just talk to each other. Yeah, we're all, yeah absolutely. We're all bodies. Yeah. We're all, I mean, isn't that amazing? <laughs> we're all bodies and we're fantastic. Yeah. You know, and you think, God, how lucky are we, you know, that if, you know, you're fully functioning and it's you're just... It's just incredible how how our bodies work and function. Uh, isn't it? It's fascinating. So find out. Yeah, absolutely. Discover. Yeah, yeah, I love it. I love people. I love finding out about people and I'm fascinated with how we work and how we work together. And, yeah, well, and what you've just... Endometriosis is a word that comes up quite a bit. And I, I remember being in a relationship with someone that had it. But didn't really know what it was. Now that's mm. is that is that where I don't know what it is to describe it. I know it's uh, it's to yeah. do. It's a problem with your womb lining, and right, um, okay. it, it it builds up and it can lead to polycystic ovaries, lots of cysts, um, and basically it can lead to you being infertile, and it makes periods incredibly painful. Um, and I mean, for some women. Uh, if they do finally manage to get pregnant with it, there's, I think it's level one to four or level one to five, you can have a endometriosis. And if you, if you get to level four, it can become very difficult to have children. Uh, oh, really? And having a baby can sometimes cure it, which is fantastic. But um, it's, it's a massive problem that needs to be checked out. And I know that it seems to be, I know, I mean, the cynics out there will go, oh, it's the new flavor of the month, literally, you know, endometriosis. But it's the reason is no one talks about it. No, no. The, the relationship I was in was it's like 20 odd years ago now. So, mm. you know, that's that was the one person I've ever met that's ever mentioned it. It, it hasn't been mentioned until actually last year. I, I met somebody else that has, has got it and 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 does a lot of work in that field trying to raise awareness yeah. about, about Well, if we don't talk about periods, how are you supposed to know whether your period is abnormal to someone else's? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Because it, you shouldn't be in so much pain 
No. And the and the pain, I I mean, it is just absolutely. I've said debilitating now about a million times, but it is, and mm. it's not okay. And it doesn't have to be that way. If it's caught early enough, there are ways that you can treat it. Oh, really? And, so it is um, treatable then. You, yeah, right. it, it is treatable, but with if it's caught early, with some things, it's a lot of just pain management. A lot of it, and mm. um, you know, you just have to be constant checking that you're not getting extra cysts and things you know obviously I'm not a doctor I'm not an expert on this at all I'm just aware from what my own friends have had Mm. um you know so don't don't quote me on this really but um it's just some something that I'm aware of um you know with within my own kind of um reproductive health I think there is there's definitely more information and men i think i because i'm only going by my own experience so you know i'm a middle-aged man so it's been different for me i don't know if it's different now for a lot of younger men they're told a bit more about stuff but as far as i'm aware they're not told things unless they unless they ask you know there's you know and i tell you what changing something a little bit what bath what still blows my mind is the fact that women still have to pay for tampons which is a thing i know I which know. I know is I a big we've just thing had tax minute, but... removed from them, haven't we? Which is good, but I mean, it's crazy. Well, tampons also now aren't the um, aren't the the ideal choice. A lot of women are thinking more about environmental health. Also, you know, again, mm. for reproductive health, tampons sometimes aren't no. you know a, a, a great thing. You know, it can cause uh, TSS and all sorts. Mm. And, but like you know, there's all kinds of other things that you can use now, but they're expensive. Um, everything's expensive. It's bitterly unfair. And like period poverty in this country is rife. And that is just so distressing for me. And especially, um, you know, times like this now, it's not just the people who, um, you know, a lot of people who are on benefits that they haven't financially um, been affected necessarily by COVID. It's people that have gone um, from earning who suddenly have found themselves not earning anything and, and, and don't know how to ask for help that um, I'm finding working for this charity quite fascinating how many people who are, are normally would be seen as always financially stable who suddenly aren't but have no mm. way of going, I need a helping hand here, what's available to me? Um, yeah. And, um, you know, I've, I've, I, I know that a lot of schools are um, making sure that they give out um, period products to all all girls now, which is... Oh really? Super. Yeah, I think that that came in recently. But um, you know, God, that I mean, isn't that just horrendous? I just yeah. oh, it breaks yeah. my heart. It really does. It, I feel very lucky that you know I had, um, uh, I, you know, I, I think, well, my mum, my sisters were the ones that I would talk to about that. My mum not quite mm. so much, but um, yeah, I feel very lucky that I've. I mean, my poor mum got her period when she was eight. What? Can you imagine? Back in the 60s, she wow. thought she was dying. Yeah, I bet she, she didn't did. tell anyone for three months. Oh, God. Can you imagine it, how scared she was? And it's nature. It is a, mm-hmm. It's just, it's going to happen. So I don't know why, well, I don't, it was probably different now, but I don't know why people, like I was, I was in the supermarket the other day and there was a guy stood in front of the tampons and, and all the sanitary products. And I, he was, he was, I'm in an R and I could see him around. So I went, oh, because with a social distancing thing. So I walked around the aisle and I thought, I'll come back in a minute. And when I came back, he was still there. And I'm like, are you all right, mate? And he was bright red, crimson. And he went, oh, yeah, I just, I just, like, he couldn't even buy the, the, what he needed for his partner or whoever it was for. And I was like, I was like, mate, it, no one's going to think these are yours. 
you can get these. Don't worry about it. And I'm like, what's, are you all right? And he was, he, it stopped him in his tracks. And, you know, I went like, mate, just, just whatever, just grab them, just grab them, buy them. You're going to be fine. Men, it's that still that stigma of, oh God, I can't buy these. You know, oh, but women are like that too, though. I mean, there's definitely times where I've been in the shop and I've looked at the the person serving me, and if it's a young guy, I can see him going red when he picks up a box of tampons, and it's embarrassing really? for me. It's like, oh, for God's yeah. sake, now you know that I'm on my bloody period. For <laughs> fuck's sake. And it shouldn't and be like, that way. It's just a natural thing. No, and I've also been in shops, I mean, literally even during lockdown, I went to a local shop and uh, I was at the counter and I wasn't buying anything, um, any, any. but he picked up a pack of sanitary towels and um, handed it over to a colleague going, here you are, mate, you need to go and put those back. Like it was going to embarrass him in front of me. Oh, and I was wow. like, you dick, I don't, I literally don't care. Yeah, what the hell? Yeah. And it was like this like little joke that they had between them. And I was thinking, oh, oh dear. <laughs> oh god you're gonna you're gonna have if when you finally get laid you're gonna <laughs> you're going to uh, have quite a shock <laughs> oh man it, it, this, this is it, it we just we need to stop being embarrassed and actually talk to each other and and get rid of that sort of stigma that that because yeah. it's just a natural thing you know for, for men and women for we you know so women don't feel embarrassed that they're they're having to buy things like that you know it's Well, I mean, like you say, I feel a lot, I I do myself feel a lot more comfortable buying it if there's a woman on the till than I do a man on the till, which is Mm. awful. And I shouldn't say that. And I know loads of my friends would be listening to this going, shut up, Lizzie, don't be daft. You're 36 (laughs) years old. But, you know, I'm just being honest. Sometimes I do. Depends how mature the other person is. Yeah, well, it's funny. I'm saying about, oh, we should talk to each other. I think the only reason I'm able to speak to you about this is because I know you. Mm. I don't know if I'd be able to have this conversation with somebody that I didn't know. Like I spoke to someone yesterday, another episode we recorded, and I didn't, this didn't come up because I, you know, I, I, I suppose because I feel comfortable with you, mm. you know. it's There's that as well. If you don't really know that person. Well, you, it might you know, actually be that, interesting you know. to talk to someone that you don't know about it mm, and see how, yeah. how giving they are in, with their information. I think that might yeah. be a, a closer test as to... Um, as to how we are at being able to open up about this kind of stuff. Yeah, um, I think you're It right. might be a, a worthwhile, a worthy yeah. experiment. <laughs> and that's why we're doing this. So old Wilson, yeah, exactly. Wilson can learn a thing or two. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> Finally. It's only, take... <laughs> it's, only, you know, it's only taken me 48 years. <laughs> oh, Lord. Lordy yeah, Lord. I know, I know, I know. I know. Um, so, but you're all right. You, you said you had, you had counselling. Uh, I, this comes up a lot, actually, and I've had counselling as well, and I, I heartily recommend it to everybody. Even if you think there isn't a lot wrong, go and talk to someone. Just to, yeah, I can just, just to flatten out a few things. Yeah, definitely. I think it's just good to, for you to check in with yourself once a week completely, mm. um, you know, like just in a completely focused way. And, um, you know, I mean, I, I've... I've I've been seeing counsellors, I guess, since I was about 18, 19 and on and off. Um, but the, ther- the when therapy really started actively moving mountains for me in terms of the way I felt about myself and, you know, my own role within my life and my relationships with my friends, my family, myself, um, was uh, when I, I started going to, I was having two sessions a week. Right. And... Um, 
that was amazing. That's when things really, really changed. And now, and now I, I don't actually have it at all anymore. Um, I'm having a break because of COVID. Um, okay. Uh, we did do it on the phone for a bit, but um, you know, it's a, it's in a financial um, obligation, isn't it? And it, yes. I, I can't afford to do it at the moment, which is pretty tricky. Um, so I'm kind of like, you know, it's in a. This is a tough circumstance, and to suddenly not have that is is. I'm wondering how that's going to fare in the long run. For now, at the moment, I'm fine. I've got a lovely toolbox of coping mechanisms that I've learned mm. over the last few years, but I couldn't recommend it enough. Um, as you yeah, say, you don't have to yeah. necessarily go. Oh, something dramatic happened to me, therefore I must have therapy. It's about learning about yourself, and as you said earlier, you know, asking questions and um, mm. and you you are fascinating everyone is fascinating and we've all had different walks of life and we all um have different roles to play and it's learning about the way we play them um to make sure that you get the most out of your life you only live once and i really think that therapy is an amazing way of making the most of it you're absolutely right and that is a wonderful way to finish lizzie this has been incredible thank you i've really honestly it's going to be i can't wait for people to hear this it's going to be great well, I, I, you know, I've, uh, I've been honest. If not, everyone agrees with me. That's fine. So it's uh, great. Where can we find you, Lizzie? On are you online? Are you on any social media stuff? Yeah, yeah. You can follow my cafe, Lizzie's on the Green. That's Lizzie with a Y. Very important. I get very angry <laughs> when people spell my name L I Z Z I E. Um, uh, so yeah, we're doing a crowdfunder at the moment uh, to try and help my business get through COVID nineteen. So uh, you can find that at crowdfunder.co.uk forward slash help-lizzies. Produced by Paul Daniels at pauldaniels.tv. I'm Amy. I'm Louise. Join us for your next episode. And today, uh, personally, I'm completely overexcited to be in the home of Arabella Weir. My mother, on her deathbed, literally goes, have you any idea how fattening mayonnaise is? (laughs) God. And I went, Mum, you're dying. And she went, yes, but you're eating mayonnaise. <laughs> and I went, well, we both know which you think is worse. We're at the news building, home of the Times and the Sunday Times, to interview Lorraine Candy. She just looked at me, my eldest, and said, what would you know about fashion? Oh, oh my God. <laughs> this is literally my job. For the last 30 years. Oh, wow. <laughs> Join us for your next episode. Buy your favourite podcast app. Thank you for contributing to the conversation as well, because your podcast is is great, and I listen to it on the way to work. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.